Weekend Breakfast with Refilo Mpakanyane on 702. It's time to talk parenting with uh, author, speaker, human potential and parenting expert Nikki Bush as we do every Saturday morning. So get ready to call on 011-883-0702. This morning we're chatting uh, child development and specifically fun ways to improve your child's low muscle tone. But uh, another part of the conversation is actually spurred on by a listener question during last week's conversation around left hand handed children, how to ensure that you effectively stimulate, uh, look after the well-being, the growth, and uh, ensure you realize the full potential of your left-handed child. A multi-pronged conversation that could vary from matters of the right kind of equipment, the right kind of tools for the child, um, and just, you know, dealing with design matters that overlook the needs of uh, left-handed people um, in general. So let's get into it. Good morning, Nikki Bush. So glad or so happy to be continuing this conversation because we kind of were left, uh, we left things on a cliffhanger last Saturday. <laughs> Hi, Rafiwe. Yes, we did. So I'm not sure whether we want to start with left ha- left-handedness or core stability right now. Let's talk, <laughs> let's talk muscle tone. Yeah, let's talk muscle tone. Let's talk um, uh, core stability and fun ways to improve your child's low muscle tone. Uh, perhaps just a recap of why it was that we were touching on or finding incidents of um, low muscle tone in children recently, why it's a matter of a cause for concern. Right. So gross motor control is about the coordination of the large muscles of the body. So that's the arms, the legs, the back, the buttocks, that core in the abdomen that helps children to keep themselves upright. And because children have spent two years in and out of school, a lot of the time away from school and at home, they've spent a lot more time, of course, at school on a screen and when their parents are working, sitting in front of the TV, probably not sitting, but lounging mm-hmm. in front of a television screen and not engaging that core. And it's very interesting to note that the quality of a child's reading and handwriting is directly linked to these large muscles in the body. So everything starts with the gross motor. And so things like, here's some fun things that you can do to help build your children's muscle tone. Um, Leapfrog type activities. I don't know if you remember doing these sort of things when you were kids, but Mm. leapfrogging over each other in the garden. Um, Tug of war. Think about how that engages that core. So if you put your hand around the area of your solar plexus, and if you go p and b, P and B, you can actually feel your body moving in that area. Now, tug of war is also going to um, to activate those muscles in your abdomen, in your core, as well as in your arms and your legs, because we actually want to get the whole body talking to itself at the same time. Uh, things like a bean bag, so some very simple little ideas. Pop a bean bag on your child's head and get them to walk with the bean bag on their head so that it doesn't fall off. That means they're engaging everything from their neck down mm-hmm. in order to hold their neck in the right position so that that bean bag doesn't slip off. And when it comes to uh, using jungle gym equipment, you know that horizontal ladder with the crossbars, yeah. uh, the monkey bars, sure. where your child swings hand to hand to hand to move across that ladder. The ones that always give kids blisters, absolutely, yes. (laughs) 
And it's the one a lot of kids will ignore and not go on if their tone is low. Mm-hmm. Because it takes a lot of strength in your arms, your upper body, and your abdomen. And you've got to swing your legs to get momentum. So it's a whole body experience. Um, and then a ball. Get your kids kicking balls, hitting balls, because when a child is kicking and hitting, they've actually got to engage their whole body to stay balanced. Mm -hmm. And once again, we're now stimulating every muscle group in the body in order to be accurate with the kick or with the hit. And wheelbarrow walking. When you pick your kids up by their feet, that'll do it. Walk on their hands. (laughs) They love it. So why not do this every night instead of walking to the bathroom at bedtime or walking to the bathroom to brush teeth before um, before bedtime? um, Get your children into the wheelbarrow position and walk them. Do hand walking, wheelbarrow walking to the bathroom. You know, you can create some really rich family memories and family rituals with some of these activities that are actually going to do exactly what you need them to do to activate the core strength and the muscle tone um, in your child's body. Right. So, um, as you said, fun ways to improve your child's muscle tone. And uh, we've answered the question of why there seems to be a higher incidence or occurrence uh, of children um, yeah, showing up with low muscle tone. And it's all that you've you got to do all that makeup for what, you know, what, what was forgotten or not taken care of due to kids not being in school. So, yes, this pandemic, we're still feeling the effects of it. We're still feeling the effects of lockdown. And uh, these are things we still need to keep line of sight on. So... Lots to do as a parent, lots to keep, uh, lots to keep uh, breast of. Well, I think there's, there's one more thing to add here, especially if you've got children in preschool and primary school. You think that the preschool and the primary school, you know, their children are going to do a lot of outdoor play. They're going to do a lot of this gross motor activity. But if you actually look at the timetable, at maximum, there's an hour of outdoor play a day. And young children need even way more than that because thoughts that never possess the body never possess the mind. Mm. So we have to carry on what was started in the day at school and really encourage our children to move more. And one more thing is that because parents are busy and in a rush, especially when they have preschoolers, they pick their children up and carry them instead of letting them walk up the stairs or climb into the car by themselves. So there's a really simple one that will engage everything that we want to stimulate in a child. Okay, lovely. So um, on to uh, the listener question last week. We had a listener calling in uh, or sending a message and asking how to stimulate that left-handed child and make sure that, uh, yeah, how to adequately stimulate that left-handed child. Um, Didn't quite elaborate on the specific challenges that they were experiencing, but one can only imagine, Nikki, uh, your child is starting school, perhaps they're preschool, and they're going into a world where they need to start cutting out, writing, painting, etc. And so much, well, everything pretty much in our, in, in our in society is designed for the use of right-handed people. So whilst we are a long way away from the days when, you know, people were discouraged or punished for being left-handed, um, design in many other ways is quite uh, or can be quite um um, hostile towards left-handed people. Let's talk about that. The impact of a design on left-handed kids and um, how a parent can help there. 
Yeah, this is such a fascinating question and topic. In fact, um, the big word for left-handedness is sinistral, which actually has its roots in sinister. Mm. And if you think back to the olden days, what did they used to do to left-handed kids? They used to tie their hand behind their back because they believed that left-handed children were evil. So this is a long legacy that we have to break. And Left-handers account for about 10% of the population. So one in 10 people will be left-handed. And if there's a left-handed parent, there's a 50% chance of having a left-handed child. And more boys than girls will be left-handers. So it's actually, um, you know, as you said, we live in a right-handed world. So the first thing you need to do for a left-handed child is please, please go and buy them a pair of left-handed scissors. It's one of the most frustrating things for left-handed children to try and cut with a pair of right-handed scissors. Mm. So when um, you buy the left-handed scissors, your child will, like a right-hander, now have a clear view of the cutting line. The blades are actually reversed. Um, The left blade is on the top, whereas with right-handed scissors, the right blade is on the top. So this will give your left-handed child more control and more confidence um, so that their cutting action actually matches um, the cutting action of the scissors. So that's the first thing. And the second thing you can do to help your child, of course, writing is tough for a left-handed child. Now, here's the interesting thing about why it's tough. As a right-handed person, when we write, we're actually pulling our pen or our pencil as we go. We're pulling to the right. Yes. A left-handed person has to push the pencil across the page, which is a completely different action to a right-handed person. So pulling is a much smoother action, and pushing is a much more difficult action, plus the left-handed child is often not able to see what they're writing because their hand is covering what mm, they're blocking. writing yeah. and they're smudging yeah. what they write, which is why they used to get into such trouble in the olden days when they smudged their writing, they used to be hit, you know. Mm. Um, so we live in a much more, you know, humane world today. And here are some hints around handwriting for a left-hand child. Make sure your child is sitting at the end of a row or to the left of another student. So put the left-handed child on the left-handed side of the row. Okay. Because it allows them to write smoothly without bumping into another child. Because if you consider putting a child next to a right-handed child, um, they can bump elbows while sure. they're trying to work. So that's a really simple thing. Um, the right-handed person is going to actually tilt their page. Um, think of how you tilt a page. Um, as a right-handed person, you usually tilt your page to the left. Mm-hmm. So a left-handed child is going to tilt the top of the page to the right to be parallel to the writing arm. Mm-hmm. So it's it's the opposite. And you've also got to watch the pencil grip and the writing style um, because sometimes you've seen how awkward it can look for a left-handed person to write. There's this hooked grip and they're creating this hook so that they can actually see what they're writing. Um, so there are different, there's a lot on the internet. Go and look at writing for left-handers and go and see what they're talking about. Now, how does this connect to what we were talking about in terms of gross motor and muscle tone? And it's actually about stability. Somehow the left-handed child has to also hold a pencil in a, in a tripod grip, those three fingers that we use to hold a pen or a pencil. Sure. 
but they also need to find a way of stabilizing their hand as a right-hander does. You know, that side of your hand, you, you put it on the page. A left-hander's also got to find a way to do that while also being able to see what they're writing. And then another issue that left-handers have is finding the finger spaces between the words. Um, you know how when you teach writing, yeah. there's a word, then a finger space, yep. a word and a finger space. Yep. So with a left-hander, the advice is to teach them to imagine they're writing an O between the words to get the correct size space. Yeah. So that's quite um, an interesting little technique. And then the big issue is going to be, can you find a computer mouse for a left-handed child? Now, I haven't done the research on that, but ask around and see if you can get hold of a left-handed handed mouse but this goes to all sorts of things you know you think about how right-handed our world is a sharpener um a notepad we tear the notepad you know oh spiral bound notepads are terrible for left-handed children terrible yeah talk about getting in the way get in the way a bread knife the serrations on a bread knife are on a particular side for a right-handed person. Now, overseas, and you must go to places like maybe Adams here in, in Joburg to see in the kitchenware whether they've got bread knives for left-handed people and tin openers, peelers, mm, corkscrews. Mm, mm. um, you know, all of those things make life really, really hard. Try opening a tin with, an, with a tin opener if you're a left-handed person. It's next to near impossible. Yeah. And so Let's have a bit of compassion. Yeah, a, a whole lot more compassion. I remember falling down a rabbit hole of um, adults who had discovered uh, left-hand scissors, for instance, late in life. A woman was uh, tweeting about the fact that she bought her boyfriend a pair of scissors and every time he cuts something, it's an event. And it he is. calls it's it to the wow. next room to come and see. And it, I mean, it sounded funny initially. And then, you, of course, you realize the gravity of the situation. It's and in wow. fact, it's quite sad. Um, but, you know, it, it really is. We do need to have so much more compassion. Both my parents are lefties. And oh, <laughs> watching wow. them write, <laughs> it's like, guys, what's happening here? Obviously, they've yeah. adjusted. But, yeah, there's a lot to take into consideration. Um, we've got Jack, Jacqueline on the line calling from Johannesburg. Uh, welcome to Weekend Breakfast, Jacqueline. Thanks for, thanks for calling. Uh, you're a lefty. Tell us about your experiences of growing I'm up. I'm a lefty. Mm-hmm. So hello, ladies. Hi. I'm a lefty. I'm 57. And so, Minky, what I want to explain, because I know you've studied all this, is some things are difficult, some aren't. But if you think scissors are difficult, I had to learn. And today I can actually use both. Tying your shoelaces. Mm. My mother tried and tried and tried. And she just, and I mean, she really tried. And eventually I figured it out for myself. And it wasn't until I was in my late 20s. My friend was saying, what are you doing? Look at you. You're tying your shoelaces all stupid. And he figured out I'd learned how to mirror image you. And even your hands, Nikki, when you're writing on a page, they don't have to hook. I've never hooked in my life. I'm a mirror image of a right-handed person. So you t- as you say, you turn your paper the other way. What I did discover later in life is the way if you think of how you write the letter A and you start at the top and you go around like you were talking about push and pull Mm -hmm. it's actually easier for us to go backwards Mm. it's exactly what you explain it's so much easier Uh, like if you're dancing so your prominent side is your left it's easier to do a spin turning to your left and you work much harder to do your spin turning to the right. Mm-hmm. 
Jackson, it's, it's even down to things like that. It's crazy, but you learn as a lefty. You must cope, so you just get off the Yeah, it. you have to. You have to adapt. Jacqueline, quick one. I've been reading about pens for left-handed people that are ergonomically designed, and they apparently give you visibility of what you've just written and avoid smudging that type of thing. Have you gone out of your way at all to get left-handed equipment or you know, equipment designed no. for left-handed people? You've just uh, you've, adapt, you've adapted. I had to practice. Mm-hmm. I had to just practice and do it. And I can use both. So what you find with lefties as they grow, because you've had to learn to adapt. If you're my kind of age or even younger, you learn it to do it with both hands. One hand can be better, but a potato peeler. I'm still better with my right hand than my left. Yeah, interesting <laughs> stuff. Thanks so much for calling in, Jacqueline. Really appreciate it, um, Nikki. Uh, yeah, tons of messages coming through. We'll just uh, we'll just address them uh, really, really shortly. But here's one saying: um, You don't actually need a mouse for left-handed child. Windows allows you to change the settings to switch the buttons on your mouse. There never tried go. that. That's there my that's my right-handed privilege. There, <laughs> I've never had to explore <laughs> those yeah. options. And I know we're on to news time, but when it comes to tying laces, don't talk to your left-handed child about uh, make this loop on the left with the right hand and all the rest. Rather, do let's make bunny ears. There we and go. That helps your child to work it out by themselves. Fantastic stuff. Nikki, thanks for this fabulous conversation. Of course, looking forward to touching base next Saturday. Thanks, Rafilwe. All right. If you've got any um, topics you'd like Nikki to uh, address in the weeks to come, rafilwe at 702.co.za. Send your emails there.